Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the CJJC Show. Embrace the controversy. Stay for the biased takes. Here we go. We got another week of football, so another week of some picks, takes, do's, and locks. And on a jam-packed episode, we have big news out of the NBA, which sparks Colby's NBA tears into a new season. So sit back, take the scenic route, and enjoy the show. All right, fellas, we are back. An exciting Thursday episode with just so much to cover on top of our usual NFL slate, as we also have the Dame Lillard trade finally happening to Milwaukee. Crazy. We're going to hit that at the end, do some NBA stuff after we get through all the NFL on top of everything. So a little bonus coming up. But uh, just to start things out, gentlemen, I just got to say, Jalen to the Lions, are they just going to run the North now? Because it's certainly looking that way. I mean, I think uh, I think the Lions at least have the Packers number. I think Dan Campbell has the yeah. number, uh, which isn't really – it's not that hard to do. I mean, let's be real here. Hell, that's the um, Bears. To the Bears, yeah. I was about to say, they're, <laughs> they're a whole different other dysfunctional franchise, it looks like. Um, Dan Campbell, man, if that's the case, actually, thank you for mentioning the Bears. Let's give Dan Campbell even more flowers. I mean, let's compare the two shit shows that are run by the by – that the, were the Lions and Bears. <laughs> Um, once he, since he's came in, man, there's been some uh positive ground there for him. Yeah, and the, the Lions, they're just they're just playing hard. But at the same time, I'm afraid that the Packers, maybe Jordan Love's one of those quarterbacks that he just turns up in the second half. I hope. I mean, so. we've seen it these past we've seen <laughs> it this past four we've seen it these past three weeks. So maybe he's just gonna turn it up in the second half and just. I mean, you know, no more no more cushion. Just run. Just throw the ball. Can't run it no more. Really. So. He's not been very good so far, but I, I think he'll get at least – I hope he gets at least something going later because this has been bad. Uh, Christian? Um, Jameer Gibbs is not alive. Like, he simply yeah, has not taken the field. Um, yeah, we, we were lied to. Simply, I have not seen Jameer Gibbs being used in ways that we have not seen before. That was a lie. So, it is – this has been trying. Even though the lines are dominant, I understand Laporta is an absolute dog. Incredible, um, I, thick. <laughs> I I got a love the Iowa tight ends, so absolute dog. But I mean, Lambo is like wow. I there's a lot of Lions fans too. They had an aerial shot. There's a lot of blue. So tides have turned. Tides have mm-hmm. turned. What, what, who would have thought? Just Matt Stafford is probably watching. <laughs> Matt Stafford's got to be watching this Lions team with all these players they have. <laughs> I mean, like, what the hell? Can you imagine, like, Calvin Johnson watching this <laughs> after what they yeah. did in their careers and now? Because that's what I was going to say, Jalen, not just Dan Campbell, but uh, they were just showing Brad Holmes earlier. He he definitely deserves, I think, the most credit for the Lions rebuild, their uh, GM they got from the Rams, because, like, I'm just watching them. They just have, like, dudes everywhere. Their line is obviously great. They have real weapons. St. Brown is nasty. Laporta, as we just said, is a home run draft pick. He's a monster. Branch is a dog. They fixed their defense. They bottled up the Falcons no problem last week. They're destroying one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. So 
<laughs> I mean, they're they just got guys everywhere. They they're kind of loaded. Love how you couldn't even finish that sentence seriously, Colby. Come on. Well, they're loaded relatively compared to like the Niners or like Philly. They're not loaded, but compared to like a lot of most other the majority of the league, they're somewhat loaded. Than a lot more, a lot more than most teams. I think they're just a great group of guys getting with very good coaching going on, man. I think that's what's going on here. I think it's just great coaching. I mean, goodness. Golf having a resurgence. Laporta, great play. I'm just so far behind you guys, probably. But true. yeah, it's uh these guys are cooking, man. I gotta give them credit. I'm happy the Lions are cooking. It's like once every decade. I hope I think I hope they keep it rolling, man. They got they got a lot of guys. Okay. Actually, Christian, Jameer Gibbs somehow has 4.6 points looking now. So he he got 14 yards at some point. I don't remember seeing that either. But, I don't remember seeing that. But he does have 4.6 points. Um, okay. So before we get to the slate and our week four picks, we'll obviously have the recap of everything. Before I get to the recap of last week's picks, Christian, my list of uh, the teams that I can't pick correctly has faded dramatically. We are already down to two, the two finalists. <laughs> Only two teams left that I'm 0-3 on. I hinted at it on Tuesday, but it is Jalen's beloved Vikings, who I picked <laughs> almost every game right last year, and now this year I haven't gotten a single one right. And the second one, which I'm not killing myself for, which is the Arizona Cardinals, who are just a spreading, covering machine. I don't think anyone saw that coming. So those okay. are the only two teams I'm 0-3 on. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm feeling great. Big week. Great in this corner. Not feeling great. So we'll get to that. And then the picks. Just a tough, tough week overall. Christian leading the pack now by yourself. You had a two and one week. You're now six and three on the year. You hit the uh Seahawks and the Eagles, but uh the Vikings let you down. Jalen, one and two, you had the Bucks, so the flip side of that Eagles game. The Dolphins covered easily, but the Commanders uh, could not cover the six and a half in that one. So you were one and two. And I was a heartbreaking one and two a week because the Titans was just a horrible pick. They got blasted. The Patriots obviously covered two and a half against Zach Wilson. And the Packers uh, won by one point instead of two. So that was a loss instead of a win, even though they did win. So Jalen is five and four on the year, and I'm three, four, and two. Christian, you're in first early, but by one, by one, I'll take it. I'm, I'm only one behind. Yeah, in, I'll take it. Came that. down to the Bucks Eagles game for first place because y'all were both one and one going into that game, and you were. Playing. Oh, that's right. We did a challenge. Yeah, I was like, I went head to head with that one. That Baker game, man. I'll. Oh, you no, know I'm not upset that I doubled down on Baker Mayfield. I'm not. No, sir. I mean, I don't blame you, but also I picked like the Eagles, so. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to also say this, Colby. I put a little heart next to your Titans pick, and that's funny that it didn't go well for you, finally. Yeah, I'm pretty done with the Titans. I wrote it. I was on a hot streak with the Titans. That one uh, was not so pretty. Made me feel a lot better about the Steelers, though. Um, <laughs> later. Um, okay. On to the week four slate. Some good games, some interesting numbers this week as well. So we start... Early Sunday morning, as the Prince welcomes Desmond Ritter to his uh, vacation home in London, the Jags are three-point favorites against Atlanta. This is, I mean, it's London game, so I don't think I would ever want to bet on one of these games. 
wouldn't put any substantial amounts of money at least. Um, but the Jags have the experience, and then they get to stay in London next week and play the Bills, which seems really unfair uh, to the Bills. But that's neither here nor there. I like the Jags here, but they've been sloppy. Um, this is – I mean, this is – I don't feel super confident in this one. I'm not thinking of this as much of a lock, but I like the Jags. Man, the Jags have been playing some gross football, man. This is uh... – this is a tough one. I'm going Falcons. I'm going to go Falcons with the cover here. I think they're going to play. I think the Falcons are just going to bring the same consistent foot brand of football. And I know what I'm going to get out of the Falcons, man. It's just going to be a lot of runs. Might not surprise us. But, I mean, at this point, the Jags, after they lost the Texans, I need to see a little bit more before I can go back to the Jags. So I'm going with the Falcons. Well, Jameer Gibbs made an appearance and slept and slips like yeah, <laughs> ridiculous. Like, but <laughs> um, it's it's not like I have money on him to get a touchdown today, so just it's frustrating. But me, I'm taking the Jacks. What are we talking about here? We <laughs> bounce back game. Ritter, don't even get me started on Ritter. That guy is an absolute certified platinum, double certified bump. Like, the guy cannot make more than a 10-yard throw down the field. Kyle Pitts has five catches. What is that? <laughs> you have Kyle Pitts. <laughs> and Kyle Pitts has been hyped up for these past three years. only has, what, three TDs out of the entire time span? Yeah, and well, fancy. he hasn't fancy. exactly had elite quarterback play. I, I think the so. Jesse Ritter bandwagon was uh, never really even took off too well. I mean, we'll see. But, and this is and this is a home game for the Jags. What are we talking about? We're in freaking Jags territory of yeah. The last game. year they lost to Russell Wilson in London. Well, I agree with that. They they, <laughs> they lost uh, to Russell Wilson in London last year. Screw this. I'm still talking freaking Jags here minus three. Now next week I'll go ahead and even spoil you a week out. Next week Jags has to be the lock of the year, right? I mean, that seems so unfair that the Bills have to travel to London while the Jags just get to stay over there and get acclimated for a whole week. I don't see how that one happened, but whatever. You guys don't seem as upset about it as I do. Really? Yeah, I was going to say, I have not much of a take on that at the moment. Uh, it seems to be like an advantage. I'm perfectly fine with but... Yeah, I was just about to say, the Bills will be all right, man. <laughs> I was about to say, of all the teams, Bills they are be also probably better than the Jags at this point. So that's fair. Okay. Yeah, the way the Jags have been playing right now, it's uh, not really encouraging for me. That's why. So are you guys already backtracking the projections that you made for the Jags at the beginning of the year where you guys I thought they were going to get the whole team? I still think I'm holding strong yeah. today. I'm, I'm, I'm holding strong today. Go ahead. Yeah. I'm not buying any more stock, but I'm, I'm still holding on to it. Uh, I'm uh, they need to they'll get it together. Get hot at the right time. I do. I still think they'll get it together because I still don't think anyone else is winning that division, even after they did get punked by the Texans. Yeah, at home. But the Texans all almost always beat them. The Texans just own them. No nah, man, you gotta get that together. It's oh, so yeah. That's back is not good. <laughs> Especially when the offense stunk so bad against the Chiefs, and you repeat that against the Texans defense. The Chiefs also have a good defense, but yeah. I agree. They got to get it together, but I still think they will. 
I don't know if they're going to win the Super Bowl, though. That might have been optimistic. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I might be a little bit more off the Super Bowl, but I am strong for them to make the AFC Championship. Still holding strong to that. We'll see. Um, all right. Speaking of the Bills, best game of the whole weekend. Sucks since they can't flex Sunday night football yet, um, <laughs> which we'll get to later. Bills, Dolphins in Buffalo. Super lucky by the Dolphins to have the early game in Buffalo and not the late game. Uh, Bills are three-point favorites. Um, they both are looking awesome right now. At least last week they did. I mean, I kind of want to say I like Buffalo here um, because of how good they've looked. But just because I'm getting three with Miami, who's also a juggernaut, I'm, I'm still believing in Miami. Uh, at this point, uh, I was definitely wrong about them. I've already bailed on that. So... I'll take them just because of the three points. I think this is a go-either-way game. I think this should be a great game. I think it's going to be a great game, too. Possible shootout. Um, Going with the Dolphins, if that's the case, you know. They got weapons on weapons. Uh, This time they're going to Buffalo with Tua, not with Skyler. So a lot more confidence in uh, the Dolphins to show up and show big at Buffalo. Okay. I have a running theory right now okay and it's just feelings right now just overall feelings i will be taking dolphins plus three here um the miami dolphins are giving me the vibes of that team that just goes off and gets that number one seed at the end of the year and doesn't unfortunately finish the job when they somehow get rid of the job and they choke the job or some sort of like the Falcons all those years back when Matt Ryan and some sorts when they always had the number one seed at NFC, they couldn't finish the job. Um, yeah, and then lately, my Baltimore Ravens 2019, we had that, you know, great year, but we ultimately failed at the end. Titans. The Dolphins, Titans <laughs> had the number one seed. They had like sort of like the momentum, couldn't finish the job. The Dolphins are giving me that vibe right now, heavily. And I think. If you ask me right now, I think Dolphins are going to get that number one seed at the end of the year, and they'll get bounced out probably the wild card. I I just have that feeling right now. This little this little side note prediction that I'm kind of putting right now. Um, I think I think the Dolphins come in here off the hot strength and whop the Bills. I think they whop the Bills here. Just saying. So we'll see how it goes, but I'll be taking Dolphins here plus three. All right, all on the Dolphins. So you should. Do it that way you will. Um, I can't I how do we do we did pretty well on the unanimous picks last week again, except the Vikings. Except the Vikings, actually. Or the maybe, Bills. Oh we yeah. Were wrong against the Bills the commanders. Okay, never mind. That is actually take, take that it. as you want. You're right, Colby. Take that as you may. Did we, yeah. Did, did we anyone pick the Cardinals or were we all on Dallas last week too? So actually We were all on Dallas. I wasn't bold enough. All right, I lied. Cardinals. I just lied to you, listeners. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> My mistake. Um, all right, on to the next one. My Pittsburgh Steelers at the frisky Houston Texans. CJ Stroud and company. Steelers are three-point favorites. First time they've been favored this year. I mean, I'll let you guys go first. This just seems like a game where the Steelers just play to the what is it? The other team's reputation? That just sounds like a common Steelers thread right there. <laughs> um, I'm going to go ahead, though. I, I just thinking, I'm just thinking of this from the defense point of the Steelers harassing C.J. Stroud. I mean, he's already doing great with nothing, but this is going to be 
even more pressure than usual. I mean, let's see here. They played what the Ravens and I know the Ravens don't have a complete pass rush like the Steelers do right now and everything. And the last game they played were the Jags. They don't have a good pass rush. So I expect the Steelers to give uh, Stroud a, a pretty rough time. Um, so I mean, Stroud has been playing pretty solid. And last week was kind of his little coming out game of like, hey, he's pretty solid. No one's talking about his IQ anymore. You just remember that test that somehow miraculously came out and said he was a dumb quarterback. That that just went away. Yeah. Um, Looks so they surprised us with that Jags game last week. Steelers, Steelers, they're they're there. This is gonna be a. This is going to be an ugly, low-scoring game. I mean, look at the over/under; it's at forty-one and a half. Like, I think, I think Steelers still squeeze this out, like probably by four. Honestly, I can see this be really low. <laughs> so I'll take Steelers minus three here. All right, I like that. Um, wow, you guys were very nice right there. Actually, I appreciate it. Um, yeah, I mean, this does Jalen give me. I know I'm going to have to pick against the Steelers eventually. I still think they're going to win this game because of everything, as y'all said, just because Houston's missing like their whole low line. And it's one thing to do it against Jags defense, but against Watt and Highsmith, like CJ Stroud, I think he's been excellent uh, the last two games, especially last week, but he's going to definitely be having under a different level of duress this week. I just think it's going to be tough for him. And so I think the Steelers will win, but this does give me the bad vibes of the Steelers have, lost to some teams over the years that they definitely should not have lost to. Um but I still I think they'll get this one. Has has oh, yeah, no. Matt, has the Matt Canada vault been unlocked? Because ever since Matt Canada got, got a promotion, Kenny Pickett's been playing better. Oh Is yeah. Matt Canada, the Pickett guru right now. I kinda hope he just keeps doing bad just so Matt Canada gets stuck around because I know he's gonna do a stupid ass jet sweep at the end of the game. This is costing was, was and give you the ultimate art break. He did not do a jet sweep against the Raiders. He must have been like he had to have been all right. All right, I I can't do it this week. I gotta save it. Throw him off the side. I mean, I think I think their offense is better than it looked the last the first two games just because they played the Browns and the 49ers. So I think it's mostly about actually they weren't just playing some monster defense and they did pretty well. People forget the Steelers, by the way, only team to score a touchdown on the Browns this year. Joey Burrow only got three. The Titans only got three. Kenny Pickett dropped a whopping 13 on their heads. So do with that what you will. Also, Kenny Pickett. I mentioned this Tuesday as well. Statistically, through three weeks, best quarterback in the AFC. Just, 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 well, he's got a, it. Not well, saying he's put anything tough, yet, but just look at the numbers. In the best. Yeah. <laughs> Texans been playing some good defense, so you gotta be careful, Colby. No, that Demetrius Ryan's very good coach. I think. We'll see what uh, we'll see what Canada does against the Texans defense. Who knows? Anything can happen. I mean, they shut down Trevor Lawrence last week. Yeah. All right, on to wow. So a couple back to back unanimous picks. On to one that is just kind of a weird vibes, but actually not the worst game. Rams at the Colts. I wouldn't say this is a great game, but I, it's not, definitely not the worst one on the slate. Um, so the Colts are one and a half point favorites at home after pulling their shocking upset over Christians Ravens and just a, a whack a mole wild game. Uh, 
Anthony Richardson, I think, is supposed to be back. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they said today he's going to start. Um, so I think he's back for this game, which is exciting. I mean, I like the Rams here, I guess. I think they'll probably bounce back as bad as they looked against Cincinnati last week. I think they can at least get their offense going against the Colts. But Steichen hasn't been a very good coach. Um, I trust McVay to, to get a bounce back and get something respectable with Stafford. I like the Rams here, but I don't like yeah, Steichen's got these guys running, man. But I'm going to go ahead and join you on this one. I'm going to stick with the Rams here on this as well. Uh, just for what you said, I think they're going to just keep going with it. I just don't know how much truly the Colts are really about it. So maybe this is a game where I can finally get a reality grip on both of these teams, really. Let's be honest with each other. We're not going to get a reality grip on both of these teams. Let's just be honest right now. Like this... <laughs> This game could go one way or the other, and we'll be like, oh, crap, why didn't I pick the other team looking at this? So I actually will go the opposite of both of you. I will take the Colts minus one and a half here. Anthony Richardson, Shane Steichen has obviously left an impact on the Philadelphia Eagles. Because you watch the Philadelphia Eagles right now, what are we watching? This is not the same football that we watched last year. It's big difference. They are, they're just being dragged on their feet, walking to the line, and Shane, Shane unlocked Jalen Hurts, I think. And that's that's what they're missing a lot. And Shane obviously is doing a good job right now, even though they should have not won last week to uncall penalties by the refs, but I'll get to that later. I mean, I, I'm I'm believing, especially at home, too. I'll take the Colts minus one half here. All right, that's good. I'm glad we're not – I respect that. They're fair reason. The Colts have impressed me so far. Did not think they'd be that good. Um, I mean, I still don't think they're going to be good, but make a fair point. Also, I just have to read a great tweet real quick. Bomani Jones, I just saw tweeted. He said, I'm 43, and this is the best half of Lions football I've ever seen, <laughs> which is probably true because they're up 27-3 at the half for the Packers right now. Um, Very impressive. Okay, here we go, Jalen. Vikings at Panthers. All the 0-3 teams play each other this week, which is hilarious. Um. It is probably going to be Bryce Young. Isn't that the word today? I don't think anything is official, but it sounds like Bryce Young is going to be back for this game. Um, which Nothing's is, official yet, but yeah, I think that's the, the direction they're heading towards. Makes it more interesting. Do you want me to pick the Vikings first since they're one of my 0-3 teams or last? Uh, go ahead and make what you do at the end because I'm going to go ahead and go first here. I'm going to go ahead and take the Vikings again, like always. Um, this is just one of those games where I'm surprised we're favored by this much, to be honest with you. <laughs> this is one of those ones where I'm surprised. I mean, we play good. We play great, but the Panthers defense is going to play very solid. I expect them to keep this one close. So four is a lot of points, but maybe the I'm going to say the Vikings can do it, man. I'm going to say the, they can do it. They've won. They've been in all these heartbreakers. Hopefully, we can get one, and hopefully, one sways our way. Kobe, I need you to make your pick before I make my pick. Okay, fair. Um, I mean, I'll just be honest. I I hope I don't curse you, Jalen, but I love the Vikings here. I mean, they're both zero and three, but they're very different zero and threes. I mean, the Vikings are so much better than the Panthers. This is the Vikings have not. They played some hard teams. The um, the Bucks they should have won that one obviously, but they after that they had to play the Eagles and I would guess the Chargers are at least pretty talented to have Herbert. 
The Panthers are just bad. So I'll take the Vikings here, minus the four. I'm sorry, Jalen. I hope this doesn't curse you. But I got to be honest, because that's how we got made people so much money on the Bears. So I love the Vikings here. Mm. Uh, despicable. Michael. <laughs> it gets bad, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll start picking against them. We'll, we'll see. No, that's all right, Cole. It's all right. It just no, means this, we get a better shot at Caleb. This is this is just like the Lions pick last week where I love the Lions and Cole, we picked it. And I was like, uh, I'll still go off my gut here. I'll still take the Vikings minus four. If, I swear to God, Colby. I swear <laughs> to God. Find out this week. What happens if I get them both right? Then there's just – we'll just have to – We just got to keep tally the lowest one. Don't we? So, yeah. See where the trends go. Okay. See where the trends go. Um, all right. And so, yeah, I mean, Vikings, obviously, these two teams are very polar opposite 0 and 3 teams. Uh, the <laughs> Vikings, they just they just make stupid mistakes. It's simple as that. And Alexander Madison, I, I simply don't know how that man was still on the field after so many just idiotic things he was doing. Like, dude, you had the starting role now, and you're just screwing it up. How are you still on the field when Cam Akers makes his debut, which I think he will actually? Bye bye, Alexander Madison. Um, because buddy, you are one more fumble away from getting released at this point because you simply just cannot hold on to the ball. You cannot catch a freaking ball either. Like all these stupid checkdowns. He's like, oh, oh, oh my dude, you're like it's frustrating to see. It's frustrating. Oh my god, I could not imagine being a Vikings fan just seeing that. Like I would just be like, dude, you have the golden goose egg. Like you're just like, you're just screwing us all up. So Madison, uh yeah, good luck, buddy. But then the <laughs> Panthers. Overall the Panthers just suck. They just suck everywhere. Like it, yeah. <laughs> it's just it's pathetic everywhere. I'm sorry, Etor, but like the Panthers do not look good at all, man. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't trust Bryce Young. And my take of Bryce Young being the worst Heisman winner of all time and just not being the really best quarterback out there take is just molding like fine wine right now because I have been adamant about that train for two years now. It definitely <laughs> looks like they should have picked Stroud. Oh, that's worse. <laughs> so, I'm... I'm not saying I was. I could probably find my own freaking tweets about Bryce Young being the worst Heisman <laughs> quarterback. Honestly, I'll, I'll Google. I'll tweet. I'll search Twitter right now when we pick our next game to see what I tweeted out about Bryce Young. Uh, but yeah, give me the Vikings here. Okay. Yeah, I also right. last thing on that Jalen also about the Vikings curse potential and all that. Um, like Christian, by my picking the Vikings is also much more about the Panthers just being awful. I mean, the Panthers are bad. So that that's the biggest reason. Okay, on to some fun division games. Oh. I, have, I, I have a tweet. Oh, okay. Um, um, January tenth, twenty twenty two. Bryce Young is the worst Heisman winner of all time. Change my mind. <laughs> I don't have the full list of, in front of me. I feel like that's not true, but it could be. I don't know. I don't. I truly believe it. And some Heisman winners also like didn't even make the NFL. So it depends on what your definition of. Like worst Heisman winner is. Uh, I have a yeah. I have Bryce Young as a fraud. Um, <laughs> I also I also said on January eleventh, twenty twenty two, I woke up a vision. It's gonna come true. 
Bryce Young is a future giant in 2023 after Danny gets run out of town because JoJo fucking blows him, brings him down again next season. <laughs> right, well, so you were kind of close. <laughs> last one was correct. <laughs> kind of close, yeah. I mean, you got him at least on a team that has blue. <laughs> You're at least like one to one and a half for three on those. So I'll say one and a half for three on those tweets. Um, pretty good. Okay, that's funny. All right, NFC South. Don't say I never did anything for you. How about a Jameis Winston revenge game against the Bucks? Saints at home. They're three and a half point favorites with Jameis against Baker and the Bucks. Over under in this one is thirty nine and a half. Um, Saints haven't allowed twenty straight point twenty points in what like eleven or twelve straight games. I doubt they're going to in this one. Um, but oh, I'm actually gonna take the Bucks plus three and a half here. As much as the Saints, I think, are an overall better team and roster, Baker's better than Jameis at this point. I don't think that's an argument. I mean, Jameis could not move the ball against Green Bay. I hope he slings it around and gets back to fun, hilarious old Jameis, but I don't know. So, just because I'm getting the, the half with the field goal, I'll take the Bucks. Um, although that does feel risky. I don't feel great about it. Well, I'll take Tampa. I'm going to go with you on Tampa as well. I like Baker, man. You already know that. Baker's going to roll. He had a tough challenge with him against the Eagles defense and the push-tush where he couldn't even get on the field. Christian, you alluded to it earlier, and we're going to probably get into it here very soon. Um, the Eagles, man, they, they it's so boring football. They take up all the possession and time of possession. And Baker couldn't have fun and everything. And when he was just letting it rip to Mike Evans, because, yes, he did overthrow him, but Mike Evans just made such a great play on the ball. I mean, it was just an electric drive. And then they converted it for two points. I mean, come on, folks. That was just a sample of what Baker can do in prime time. This game is just a regular game, though. I think he'll still uh, go to ex- live up to expectations. Give me the Bucks plus three and a half. Oh, God, a freaking team right on this. Uh, Bucks three and a half. Oh, I, mean, no. I, <laughs> I hate that we're team right on this one. This one just feels like bad. Just in juju on this one. <laughs> it's just disgusting to pick, but. Um, I'm thinking the Bucks three and a half. As Colby alluded, I mean Jameson could literally couldn't move the ball. He couldn't. He could not at all. All he had to do was get in the field goal range. Um, he did, and his credit he, until he, the last drive. Yeah, yeah, but he could have done it earlier, and they wouldn't have had to been in that situation. <laughs> yeah, he could have done that way earlier. So, my, I mean, what is a guarantee though is that Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore will get ejected. That that's a guarantee. We can we can put money on that one. That one's that's always a good hit. Um, but it's my worry is always at the Superdome. The Superdome always was a thing, but this is going to be another low scoring affair. I mean, over unders at thirty nine and a half with this one. So, <laughs> a lot of low scoring games. <laughs> some sloppiness around the league this week, certainly. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Speaking of division rivalries, Washington at Philly after getting blasted by Buffalo. Philly is an eight and a half point favorite at home. I mean, fool me once. Shame, 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 shame on shame on me. Fool me can't get fooled again. Is that what it is? The George Bush thing? 
I mean, give me the Commanders plus eight and a half. That's too many points. They beat them last year. It's a division game. They have real players. The Eagles haven't been really blowing teams out this year by dramatic margins. That's just too many points. Eagles still win. Eagles definitely still win, I think. But eight and a half is too many points. I I don't think the commies will get their doors blown off two weeks in a row, especially against a team they're more familiar with, even though they're not nearly as good. Take Washington and the points. I don't think Washington's going to be about it this time, guys. I, I I really don't. I know they're like the kryptonite. They're the only team to beat Jalen Hurts in the regular season. And yet, I'm still going to go ahead and take the Eagles. I mean, like I was just mentioning, it's just so boring. And we, we talked about it on Tuesday about the reaction to the game. It's just so predictable. It's so annoyingly predictable. I mean, they're just going to run it down because they just got an amazing O-line and they got a whole bunch of running back committees and their quarterback is a fullback who knows how to throw a football. So it's just it's just gross. So I'm just going to go ahead take the Eagles, take the take the predictable option here. I mean, Sam Howell threw four touch, four interceptions. Sorry, you get last week. He threw four interceptions. We <laughs> thought that was going to be Josh Allen. We, thought that, we did not say that Sam Howell was going to be the one to throw those. So I, I got I made a mistake by us to trust Sam <laughs> Howell more than Josh Allen. <laughs> well, both of them were in the rain, and we both knew it was supposed to be sloppy, but it wasn't we didn't think that Josh Allen would only throw one interception to Sam Howell's four. So in this case, I think Jalen Hurts will probably just keep the ball on the ground for the entire game. <laughs> I would be surprised if they threw the ball more than like 15 times. Before I go into my school, something I completely forgot, but I think the freaking Bills hate James Cook's guts. I truly, I don't know what James Cook did in that inner facility, but that man literally does all the freaking work to get to the goal line and then just give it off to freaking Latavius Murray. <laughs> what, the, what are we doing? Just give it off to him. He just had a kid. Give that freaking ball to him to have a touchdown. But no, let's give it to freaking Latavius Murray. What are we doing? The man hasn't had a second touchdown. He hasn't even the first career touchdown yet. <laughs> so that was just a little <laughs> spiel. That's um, all right. We're getting to that point where you can react to your old list. Cool. I was I was just as disappointed as you were. This one is just uh, there's no way the freaking commies get blown out again. Give me the freaking commies, amen. <laughs> That's too many points. And um, I don't trust. I don't trust the Eagles right now. I said, like, like until they get a rhythm or some sort. Jalen Hurts squats lower than anyone else I've ever seen take a hike. Um, and AJ Brown has freaking pillows for hands. Um, literally oh, dropping touchdowns left, and that was no, that hurt a lot. Um, but mm. they're feeding him though, so that's just a. Little wink, wink. Um, <laughs> I thought, give me the commies ain't half. I think Eagles still win this, but I, that's a lot of points. Oh, yeah. way too many points. All right, three more one o'clock games, then we'll get to the later ones. The obvious worst game of the day and potentially of the year. Bears at Broncos at Bears, another 0 3 battle. Bears are three and a half point favorites or three and a half point underdogs at home. Sorry, to Denver. Which is kind of crazy, but kind of not because the Bears have looked so bad. Um, I mean, this is just terrible. I won't don't have any interest in watching this, but I'll take Denver. Even getting three and a half on the road, Chicago's horrible. 
and a mess. And there's after Sean Payton just got embarrassed, he's probably going crazy on them uh, in practice and everything. I, I do think Denver ultimately is a little better than Chicago, even though they both suck. So I'll take the Broncos even minus the points on the road. Um, yeah, this game, the gross bowl, the toilet bowl, um, the sisters to the Vikings and the Panthers. Give me, let's see, my pick is that the Bears are going to stay defeated. I'm going to stick with that pick, too. I mean, they are just in, both teams are in just complete disarray. But if there's one team that probably needs to get their ish together because they've been mocked so much, it's probably going to be the Broncos. I mean, 70 points. You got to expect that Sean Payton's making everyone, he has to be riding some ass over there at the Broncos facility after that. I mean, that's his fault for also putting Lance Joseph, I think that's who it is, and for the DC. I mean, that's his fault. I mean, you put that dummy back on the back on the field. But anyways, Broncos, Colby, like you said, should have the better roster. But at the same time, this game is probably the, the perfect opportunity for the Bears to finally get something going. Which is why I'm stuck seesawing on this one because of how bad the Denver defense is, man. They actually give we probably might see a classic Justin Fields game, honestly. Uh, on the board, this is tough. This should be a closer spread, man. I don't like this, but I'm gonna go ahead and I'm sticking. I'm gonna take take the Bears and the points. Thank God, because I did not want a team ride on this one. I this is another one where I was like, if we get team ride. Ooh, smells smells bad. Excellent. These teams are really bad. Like, who's gonna watch this game? This is this is the game right now to decide who's gonna get Kayla Williams. But <laughs> this might be this one too. Oh my! And like, this, it's crazy to think about. Like the Bears, like Justin Fields looked so good last season, and now they're just already they're over him. Bears fans are already over him. They, they don't want anything to do with him. Uh, give me the Broncos three and a half here. The Bears just look way worse. And also, my take of Sean Payton being the most overrated head coach. Good so far. It is looking golden right now. Um, no matter what, if you even have Russell Wilson, if you have any other quarterback, you simply do not let a 70 topping burger, spanking, whatever you want to call it, you just don't let that happen plain and simple as a head coach of your team so and sean payton's with all those comments that he made about mcdaniel hackett buddy it's not looking good for you right now coming. that game's coming too that game's coming so and i guess we'll still give me give me broncos here so before we get to some a good one here um this game brian branch just got carded yeah. Locker room that's devastating for the Lions because I love that guy, he's been awesome for them. Devastating. Hopefully, we'll see how long he's out for or what it was. Um, and the Packers just converted a fourth down, so Jordan Love keeping his comeback hopes alive. Told you, Colby. Told you he might be just a second half kid, comeback kid, maybe. We'll see. Um, second half, we're not giving them the comeback, he's just a second half guy right now. All right. Great game, one of the other biggest games of the weekend, even though it's probably going to be ugly. Browns, Ravens, old school in Cleveland, defense, hitting people, all that stuff. The Browns are two and a half point favorites at home to Baltimore, both coming in two and one off very different weeks. 
Christian, do you want us to go first or would you like to go? No, I can go first. All right. Um, feeling? That game, that game, like probably three quarters in, I could tell that was going to be a, a game you were going to lose. Like, I, I just had, you just, it's one of those feelings you get. You're like, everything's just going not our way right now. Like, it, like it's simply just no matter what can happen, it's just not happening here. Ever since that Kenyon Drake freaking fumble, it changed the game. It changed the game completely. Uh, defense balled out. Offense couldn't get into a rhythm. Um, so it's just it's trying times right now. But I was reminded that Georgia, when Todd Munkin did go in, Georgia did take a couple weeks to get into the rhythm of the offense of what Todd was bringing in. And once they clicked, they were humming. They were buzzing. So I'm hoping that's what happens here, as well as told that the Chiefs lost to the Colts in week three of last year. So I'm just hoping history repeats itself with that. Um, I won't, That's a good one. I won't go in depth about the refs because um, plain and simple, like they, they screwed us heavily at the end of the game. No face mask call, blatantly clear, right in front of the left. That was involved. And then the pass interference, not even called. Like, can we just keep it simple? Can we keep it consistent? And that just simply just does not happen. It's frustrating to see. Um, so I was quite frustrated seeing that. And I was like, what, the world? what are we doing here? So but this, I mean, I, I was I was surprised that we were the dogs. I was like, I mean, the Browns, I mean, they're, they're, they haven't really looked all that. Sean tried to throw a fucking 10-yard backwards pass the other game. Why are the Browns? Like, why are the Browns? I mean, give me Baltimore here the points. I mean, it's I'll take I'll take us with the dog. We always drive off the dog. We play better on the road, honestly. Got a Kobe fellow AFC Northian. Um, I'm actually gonna take the Browns here just because they kind of have a ridiculous defense. I still believe in the Ravens more than the Browns long-term. So, I don't know. I'm kind of torn here. But the way the Browns' defense is playing, I think Lamar's company are still adjusting to the new offense. So, I think that's going to make it tough. Um, and Sean looked better last week. Um, if, I think he can at least do enough to win. This can be a gross, low-scoring physical game. Go either way. I'll take the Browns. I think it's close. Um, but, man, this, I'm excited to see how this one plays out. Man, you know, I'm so glad the Browns have been one of the fun takes that I've had that are actually working out so far for me. And I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to say the ankle biting Browns, man. I'm going to say they're going to bite another ankle here and they're going to take another shot at an AFC powerhouse. And this, I, I really think they can do it. Um, I like the defense. Uh, Deshaun Watson, they said that they're going to put him more into shotgun plays now that Nick Chubb's out of the equation. So we're going to really get – we're going to see what he's really all about these next couple of games now because they're going to th- start putting him in the shotgun. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the ankle-biting Browns and see what they can do against the Baltimore defense. All right. Browns trying to go 3-1. and one. That's that's going to be – that's a huge game early in the year. All right. We had the Jalen Hate Bowl last week. Last one o'clock game. This is the Christian hate bowl. Oh, I don't know. He's with us. Um, the Bengals at the Titans. Christian's two most hated teams. Titans. Bengals are two and a half point favorites in Nashville. 
They've both had their issues. They're both one and two. Uh, potential losing your done game. Uh, it's going to be tough to come back from one and three in the mighty AFC. I like the Bengals here. I've uh, kind of cooled off my Titans seeing the Browns outclass them. I think the Bengals will at least hang around, even though I don't think it's their year to do anything really. And they're clearly not right with Burrow's injury. Um, I still like Cincinnati here, so I'll take them even minus the points on the road. Oh, you, you, you made it. <laughs> all good that's all good i was talking to myself anyways um all right so this is a tough one man this guy this is gross this is gonna be a gross game christian you're probably gonna enjoy hating this game i can already tell all the sloppiness this is gonna be such a fun game for you i'm gonna take the titans bucket no i'm gonna take the t- i expect a big derrick henry game because he needs to do something man he's been so quiet this would be a fun one if he just turned up out of nowhere week four come on derrick give me something oh, this one this one this one it is corn balls versus the clowns like this is <laughs> that's a great that's good title. that's a good one just sell that to Abe. You gotta sell that to CBS. So <laughs> like this is this is gonna be ugly, especially because it's in Tennessee too. That just makes it grosser. Wow, <laughs> it's not it does. It does. Um the Bengals, I still didn't think looked good last week. I mean, Joe Burrow was clearly being affected by that that um hamstring or whatever the the calf injury. It's going to affect him all season. He's never going to get a break to really get fully recovered from this. And as Jamar told him at the beginning of the season, dude, like take off until week five so he can at least get you healthy. Like at this point of this, he's, there's no turning back. There is simply no turning back. This will be affecting him the entire season unless he gets brutally injured and he has to take a couple weeks out. It's, it's no go. Tennessee, dude, crickets. What and, I said. <laughs> like what what's going on over there? I, I I could not tell you. I I don't think I've seen a single play. Every time a red zone happens, Ryan Tannehill's just getting murked. It's just it's just every time. Yeah. Um. And Derrick Henry, his production has gone downhill. He's hit the cliff. He's hit the cliff. Once he hit eighteen hundred eighteen thousand carries, you go down. And so this is this honestly this one I'm gonna I'm gonna flip a card I have here. Um so it's an Instacart card. So this side where it says let's shop will be bangles. I'll decide with the numbers, that will be the Titans. Let's see. I'll be taking the Bengals <laughs> minus two and a half here. <laughs> I respect that. Fantastic, Christian. That was phenomenal. I love it. Okay. That's a great take, man. <laughs> All right, let's grind through these four o'clock games because I gotta tell you, they're really not not giving you the hardest sells on these four o'clock games. The NFL is really just committed to to everyone wanting to watch it. What? Um, this is the second week in a row where you're like, oh man, this is this is the four o'clock slate. So you got Chargers Raiders first one. This is the best of the three. Uh, both one and two. Chargers five and a half point favorites. 
uh, Chargers finally won. I mean, as much as you can't trust the Chargers and they always might charge her, I love the Chargers here. They're just better than the Raiders. The Raiders are not good. They are not good. Um, I'll just tell you that much. So I'll be very quick there. I just think the Chargers are a better team. I'll take them, even though this could get wacky. This is as these games always can. I love the Chargers here. Uh, Jalen? Can't stop, Colby. Can't stop. Really? It's still? A, you still can't stop? It is addicting. That's the last it, is so, weeks. it is so addicting, Colby. I mean, come on. Why? <laughs> Five and a half against the Chargers? I, I got to take that. Come on. <laughs> I got to especially the game that I just saw the Chargers play against the Vikings. I'm going to I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to take it, man. I love Herbo, but I have my hesitations right now with just the team in general when it comes to these spreads. It's a big spread for the Chargers, man. I'm taking the Raiders. This one's a tough one. This one's a tough one, I think, because I'm still I'm still just kind of molded, just the Chargers not doing good, but this smells like a trap game for them at the same time. <laughs> you get a little bit of hope and then just comes crashing down. Honestly, give me the Raiders plus five and a half here. I just it just smells like a trap game that you know the Chargers finally get their break and then put back in reality. And I think the Raiders are kind of due for a win too. So I kind of kind of get some get some momentum going. Um but as long as Jimmy G's there, I don't think Devontae's gonna be happy at all in the slightest. His his comments lately have like, been really direct. So but yeah, give me, give me Raiders half. To, to y'all's point, it will be kind of a Raiders home game. Yeah. 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 But I still like the Chargers. Okay. Pats at the Cowboys. Cowboys six and a half point favorites. I mean the Patriots offense, we know what it is. Like, we know what the Patriots are. I feel like we kind of know what Dallas is, too. This is a classic bounce back. I don't think Dallas is going to be embarrassed by a team they're better than two weeks in a row. Uh, I'll take I'll take uh, Cowboys minus the six and a half. I just think they're much better. Yeah, I'm going to be right there with you. But I do uh, I do think actually I'm going to take I'm going to take that back. I'm going with the Patriots. It's just because of Dak. It's because of Dak and the Patriots defense. I think this one's going to be closer than we expect. I think Dak's going to give up a couple of picks. I think uh, Matt Jones will be asked to do what he always does. And he's been playing pretty good football lately. I mean, yes, he played. I mean, the Jets defense finally is a rivalry game. So they probably play with a little more spark in there. But he'd be indoors now. Max first game indoors in a long time. First one of the season. So... I think it'll be a good game for the Pats. I think they'll keep it close. I'm going with the Patriots. Uh, I just can't bring myself to pick Mac. I just can't. <laughs> just look at that page. My God, it's such a punch in the face, dude. Give me the Cowboys six and a half bounce back game. So, man, that's what I'm banking on. Here. Especially because it's at Dallas, too. If it was at New England, I think I would – I could be convinced to take the Patriots, I think, honestly. But here, give me the Cowboys. All right. Okay, three more games, and then we'll get to the good stuff. Cardinals at Niners, the other team I haven't picked right, the spread-covering machine that is the unbeaten against the spread, the one and two Cardinals at the Niners. The Niners are 14-point favorites. Obviously, the Niners are much better. I think everyone would agree with that. They own the Cardinals and all that. I mean, this one. 
I mean, they keep giving you these ridiculous numbers from the Cardinals, and I keep taking them and being wrong. But at the same time, I still think the Niners are so much better. I'll take Arizona. You know what? Screw it. I got to pick up eventually. Plus 14. I mean, that's so many points. They, I'll give them, I'll take them. Why not? I've been horribly wrong all three times, so I'm sure they'll get cooked for the first time. But I'll take Arizona plus 14. Crazy that it's that's, that's so many points. Yeah. I'm going to ask the 49ers and Mr. Brock Purdy to mount the challenge and hopefully set the curse on the Cardinals, not my fucking Vikings, please. Dear Lord, come on, 49ers, get the job done. Brock Purdy, this offense and the defense, and everything's sweet over there at San Francisco. Right, guys? We always say it. Come on, give it to the 49ers. For God's sakes, please cover. Um, well, good news for the last fan. Deion Branch is out there getting taped up, like a lot of tapes being put on his ankle. That's <laughs> good news for them. Um, but honestly, I'm just gonna have to take Colby here. I was gonna take Cardinals plus 14, but now they took them. I'm gonna take Niners minus 14. Just I'm just uh, in hopes that the Cardinals are his team that just continues to <laughs> screw him over. And at one time, finally decides to take the big spread, they get blown out. So. Give, give me, give me the Niners here, minus fourteen. Excellent strategy. Okay, all right. The worst Sunday night football game ever, potentially. Chiefs and Jets. Jet. The Chiefs are only nine and a half point favorites somehow. Um. So yeah, I mean Taylor Swift is going to be at the game, and so I'm sure that's that'll be they'll need to break that out a lot in the second half when the Chiefs are up by thirty again. Um, I'm surprised it's only nine and a half, to be honest. I mean, it's Zach Wilson. The Chiefs actually have a good defense. The Chiefs are going to roll them horribly. Um, I would take 19 and a half, let alone nine and a half. So I'll take the Chiefs. Jesus Christ. That would be wild if I saw 19 and a half on Sunday night football. I would ask for, I feel like the whole, um, the whole community should ask for a flex at that time, at that point. Um, so. Give me the Chiefs. Give me this the simple answer. Defense is probably going to terrorize whoever they put out there at quarterback. And, uh, yeah, that Jets defense is already falling apart, too. I mean, they were supposed to be the backbone to help carry this team. I mean, they're starting to lose their grip, it looks like. Yeah, with this, that was just only nine and a half. Give me a freaking Chiefs mind. <laughs> what are we talking about here? And give me Kelsey two TDs as well. If if his girl's gonna be in there, like he's gonna he's gonna shell out under the New York lights. Give me give me that. Be that to me. And also, Fanduel, what is up with these? I'm not sure if y'all were able to see these these Kelsey specials that they put out there. <laughs> Friend end zone. Travis Kelsey does not score a touchdown. Seen hmm. red. Chiefs to win by twenty two plus. Run away to get her. Are you really? Sorry, God. Was the last one? Run away together. Chiefs to have that 150 plus total rushing yards. Um, like what? What is this? Like what is this? It's too much. It's too much. I, I'm hoping you guys enjoyed the pickums that I made uh, without the Taylor Swift references. Um, <laughs> thought I thought yeah. it'd be a nice brush of fresh air for everyone. <laughs> yeah, I got I got some hands to pick with the CBS producers. We're we're freaking watching a football game. Can we stop pinning the Taylor Swift every well, goddamn five seconds? To be, fair, 
to be fair, they I was talking to my buddies about this on PlayStation the other night. To be fair, they definitely wouldn't have done that if the Bears weren't so horrible and it was a real game. And Soldier, you know what it was like? Do you remember? That's what I was talking to my buddies. Do you remember the fucking the oh excuse me? The national <laughs> championship game between Alabama and Notre Dame like ten years ago. And when Alabama was beating him so bad, and so the whole second half, they just kept talking about how hot AJ McCarron's girlfriend yep. was. Yeah, she that's was. exactly what it was basically like. <laughs> yep. She was. She was. So, uh, this one is just going to – it's going to be ugly. Like, I, I think the Chiefs are going to run out and Zach Boozer is going to be a lot harder. There was something else I wanted to say about them. What was it? Hmm. I think of it, I'll, I'll backtrack it to it, but there was something else I wanted to point out. Hmm. All right. What's oh. our last game, Colby? Oh, last note on that. The only chance the Jets have of potentially covering and pulling upset after we all just picked the Chiefs, uh, I saw Zach Wilson did like Donna Kelsey's uh, photo on Instagram. Uh, I saw that on Twitter. So, you know, with oh. Zach Wilson, maybe that's what he needs to get the confidence back. Um, I remember what I was going to bring up. Oh, go ahead. I'm I'm gonna bring the Swifty Army to this podcast. They need to back off. They need to stop acting like Taylor Swift is higher up than freaking Travis Kelsey. I don't know. I need to get I need I need to get all this mumbo jumbo out of like oh Taylor Swift's you know bringing up Travis Kelsey. No 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 no. no. You don't talk about arguably most likely possibly down the line best tight end in freaking NFL history, but he's already second. He's the best right now in the current league. We are not going to be talking about oh Taylor Swift's downgrading Travis Kelsey. No, no, no. Don't, don't, don't you, don't you come to our us over here in our football world and tell us that that we'll defend our football guy over here. All right, I just want to point that out. <laughs> That's fair. You better be careful though, because they could take down our podcast, no problem. Well, bring, it'll bring, it'll bring the, the views. It'll bring the views. <laughs> We are in the state of Virginia for everyone out there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Okay, last game. Monday Night Football. And if you like Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift, you certainly are going to like Daniel Jones and be okay sometimes, but other times not. Um, Giants are one-and-a-half-point dogs to Seattle at home. I'm maybe overthinking this, but I actually love the Giants here. They get extra time because they were on Thursday. Seattle's not as overwhelming defensively. They don't have a crazy pass rush. That's their one weakness, as talented as they are everywhere else, mostly. Um, It's obviously a go-either-way game, but I do like the Giants with the extra prep time. I think Danny Dimes gets a little bit of a bounce back. I don't think so. I'm going with the uh, Seattle Seahawks to lay the beat down on the Giants once again. Um, I think Geno Smith, he's going to New York. He's going to have some demons to vent out, man, especially on primetime, even though this isn't the team he used to play for. Still the same. He was on the Giants at one point, though. Oh, didn't know that. Well, you you found. He was just a backup, still. Yeah, newfound newfound energy for him, I guess. But anyways, uh, I just like the Seattle Seahawks. They're going in the right direction. They're they really they silenced me at least. I I like what they're doing. Gino's letting it rip. DK Metcalf seems to be 
popping off. And I just love the video of him mentoring Jackson Smith Nujinga. I think I botched the name anyways. But uh yeah, I like what they're doing over there at Seattle. Kenneth Walker. Can't you know, I want to rephrase that. Kenneth Skywalker. I love that name. Kenneth Skywalker. He is gonna be strutting on all the giant haters. Get the song. No, that was good. Yeah, I can't I can't believe I'm gonna take Gino two weeks in a row. I mean he did he did me well last week when I took him on a walk. Um I simply don't trust these giants. Simply do not. I don't want to touch them with a, a pole until they show me at least they can do something. They can get they can't go three and out two drives in a row. Like just give me something to you know believe in y'all, but, but they're simply not. Um so yeah, give me Seahawks one and a half. All right, that is the full slate. So before we get into our locks and our upsets and all that, Christian, the do list. Do list. Last week, I mean, we got we got screwed. We got screwed. Simple as that. I mean, like I said, James Cook literally does all the freaking work and does not get a goal on. So similar to how Gibbs over here, like even though Gibbs doesn't actually do any work to get there, uh, never gets a goal on touch. And AJ Brown just simply just dropped him, dropped touchdowns like unbelievable. But we are back. We heard a bounce back and. I got literally. I thought this immediately after the Bears do this like loss after James Cook did it. I immediately thought of this one that night of. So I stuck around with it. I didn't change with it. I didn't, you know, Mojo has some honorable mention, but I don't, I'm not moving right there. So first, we're going back to AJ Brown. I mean, oh, they're, no. they're, they're literally feeding him. They're literally feeding him. I like they're, it. They're literally feeding him. I know the moment I don't take him, he's going to get a touchdown. I know it. I know it. So. You're not going to catch me. You're not going to. And like I said, they're feeding him the ball. They want him to get a touchdown. And honestly, he kind of does get touchdowns against the commanders every single time he plays them. So I'm hoping that streak continues. Second, this one, this one's part of the cornball clown fest right here. Jamar Chase. Um, like, I mean, like the guy hasn't had a touchdown all season yet still. And Joe somehow still going to have to look his way. I think Jamar gets one, his first one of the season. And these are all first of the season. They haven't had one. <laughs> um, and then the third, this one is also another one that literally is frustrated that he's not getting an end zone touch. He's wanting to look at the end zone. Give me CD Lamb here uh, against the Patriots. So we're going three wide receivers, all looking for the first touchdown of the year, all really good wide receivers too. Like they're arguably all top 10. So, I mean, they're all due. Honorable mention, I do want to point out there that was I was kind of flirting with, but possibly putting in Jalen Waddle, oh. especially in probably the shootout fest that Buffalo and Dolphins are going to have. And he just had concussion; he's coming back. I think Jalen Waddle would have been an honorable mention, so he's he's just there. I also, also as a side one, I do have a revenge teeting parlay. Wow! Um, so give me give me Calvin Ridley against the Falcons, Adam Thielen against the Vikings. And Ezekiel Elliott against the Cowboys. Amos? Parlay. Yeah. So, yeah. So give me give me give me a parlay of all of them. I also will sprinkle on Ezekiel Elliott two plus touchdowns too as well, as well as Cowboys oh. parlay does that too. I'll, I'll sprinkle on that. Yeah. I like it, Christian. Came out with swinging this like week. It. Okay. I like it too. Jameis Winston gotta be in the revenge parlay though. Jameis Winston oh. passing touchdowns <laughs> in there. Jameis Winston running touchdown. I don't Maybe know. Maybe pick six. Jameis Winston pick six for all time. For that, so. yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. For sure. Bears Commanders next Thursday, by the way. So we're going right back to bad games. Although this God, game is good. 
Okay. Hey, Bears Commanders last time was at least entertaining. They they kept it close. It was just a bad wall. It was just some sloppy play. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'd call it entertaining, but sure. It was it was close. That part's true. I forgot you pompous AFC fans don't appreciate any football, even if it's a remnant of Big Ten football. I like the NFC this year. The NFC is fun this year, but the Bears Commanders game last year was not fun. No, it wasn't. All right, we got 10 minutes here. We'll hit through this stuff and then we'll re- recuperate. Um, all right. Order what what order have we not done yet? Christian going first. Yes, I haven't gone first, I think. All right, Christian. And then I went did I go second or third last time? Jen, you want to go second or third? I'll go uh I'll go third because I feel like I haven't gone second. I've I like, gone second. I, say, I don't think I've been in the middle yet. So there we go. All right. Let's go upsets or statement, upset lock. How do I don't remember the order? That's yeah, you got a statement. Upset right. locks. Christian, go ahead. All with right. your game. Upset. Give me the Dolphins. I mean, they're going to upset Bills. Bills are people are still somehow on the Bills hype. I'm not. So I don't believe in them. I don't care what they showed out last week. I don't think the Bills are back. Hmm. Tough fair. one. Took mine right off the board. Uh, um. All right, go ahead. I'm going to take the – where's my upsets at? you got to find them. Crap baskets. All right, here we go. Give me – oh, God, this is a gross one. Give me the Bears. Give me the Bears. <laughs> Give me the Bears. I didn't pick many upsets, I guess. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan Love is bringing him, trying to bring him back. Um, Yeah, I'm with you, Jalen. I'm looking through this. I usually like dogs, too. I barely like any this week. Um, By that same definition, I'll go with the Bucks. Give me Baker. There we go. Damn. Reverse revenge game. Is it also spin zone? Actually, now that I just thought of this, I spin zone on myself. I said earlier, Jameis Winston revenge game. Is it actually a revenge game for all the Bucks players? That were awesome that one year, and Jameis threw thirty picks, so they went seven and nine. <laughs> Is it actually a Bucks players revenge game on Jameis? That's what I'm saying, man. Maybe he's going to throw a pick six for him like old times. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. Statement game. We'll go reverse order on this, and then back for the locks. Um, all right, my statement game. I'll say. A lot of good options here. I'll say for my statement game, actually, the Browns. This is the Browns' chance to prove that they're going to actually be a presence in the AFC North. NFC, AFC North. Uh, they can actually beat the Bullies that always beat them. They already lost to the Steelers. They beat the Bengals. Can they beat Lamar and the Ravens with this defense? Big statement game for the Browns if they win. I, I think they can make a statement here, even though I don't really believe in them long term. Okay, so we did jack up our order, Colby. Just realized that it's uh, fine. Just roll with it. Yeah, we're fine. We're rolling with it. <laughs> um, my statement game. Oh man, give me, give me the fool. Dude, these are tough this week, man. I'm telling you, not really any. You took a good one there, Colb. Not gonna lie, took a good one. Give me the Eagles. Uh, I'll take the Eagles. I was about to say, the Commanders were the one team that beat them last season. Fix that. Just go ahead and fix that ship. You know, maybe you can get the offense humming against, you know, a good defensive front in the Commanders. Honestly, I don't like any of these to be a statement. (laughs) (laughs) So give me the the Vikings to be a statement that they're not the worst team in the league. 
No, don't do it. Don't. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. oh my God. Okay. I like it. All right. We'll start the locks. We may have to finish on another meeting, but we got six minutes, so we'll start them. Christian, you are in first place in the early season standings. You get the first pick. Give me give me the Dolphins plus three. I'll take that as my lock. Okay. Dolphins plus three. I like that. All right, Chris. Doubles down. Is it me, right? All right, I'm going to go with uh, – I really do feel good about that Falcons take. I, I'm really hesitant on the Jags at the moment, so I'm going to go with the Falcons plus three. All right, Falcons plus three in London. All right, I got back-to-back picks. I can't believe you all left Chiefs minus nine and a half on the board for me. That's going to be my first one. I'll take pick against Zach Wilson as much as I can. Um. All right, for my second one, definitely a much tougher decision. Oh, hmm. I mean, this is kind of a sloppy week looking at the slate here. I mean, I hate to do this to you, Jalen, but you know what? I'm going to double down. I'll take the Vikings minus four as my second lock. The Panthers are just so bad. I'll, I'll go Vikings minus four. My goodness, this is, this is getting this is getting out of hand. We got <laughs> statement game pressure, lock pressure. Oh man, Kirk Cousins doesn't even know. Let's keep it that way. <laughs> Give me the Bucks as my lock. I'm going to go ahead and join you on the upset there, Colby. I'm going to take the Bucks as my lock for number two. All right, Christian, you got back to back picks. I'm going to go head to head with Jalen again. I'm going to take the Jaguars minus three as a lock. All right. The bastard. <laughs> um, and then I go back to that. Oh, God, this is a really ugly slate that took a lock. Uh, should I make a really bold decision or a more lesser kind of like, eh, decision? Mm. <laughs> this is tough. <laughs> um, not a great, not a great slate. <laughs> okay. I don't like this, but I'll take I can't believe I do this. <laughs> Give me the Broncos three and a half. Wow, the Broncos is a lock. Man. <laughs> Winning me on that game is disgusting as it is. I have the Bears as an upset, so a double challenge kind of. Ah, uh, okay. I can't believe we got that game. So much attention, unneeded attention, man. This is ridiculous. Uh, I'm going with Seattle. I'm going to wait, make you wait it out, Colby. We're going with oh, Seattle okay. for the final game. Minus one and a half. Okay. All right. I like that. Hmm. I mean, I don't like that pick, actually, but I, I, I respect what you're always trying to do here with your picks. I mean, I'll keep with my theme of big favorites. And I'll take the Chargers, as dumb as that sounds, minus five and a half as my last lock. I just think the Raiders are not good. So this is another one like the Vikings game where I'm more picking against the Raiders than I am in favor of the Chargers. Um, So I'll take the Chargers minus five and a half. All big favorites, unusual for me. So just to recap quickly before this meeting ends, I got the Chiefs minus nine and a half, Vikings minus four, Chargers minus five and a half, 
Jalen's got the Falcons plus three, Bucks plus three and a half, Seahawks minus one and a half. Christian has Dolphins plus three, Jags minus three, Blanc, Broncos plus three and a half. Minus three and a half. Oh, yeah. Good call. <laughs> All right. So there you have it. That is our locks. Jalen, two minutes. Yeah. What's up? All right. All right. Sorry. All right. So as we said, Jalen, Christian may join us here for a little bit here at the end. Um, but hit hop out for a second. We are going to talk some NBA. Um, we've got, as promised, post Dame trade the preseason NBA tiers. But obviously, the big news: the Dame trade did go through, and stunningly to Milwaukee, who wasn't really even rumored to be in it uh, up until like the day it happened, and then stunner they get a deal done and here's christian so dame to milwaukee you get a three-team deal with phoenix Aiton to the blazers they also get drew holiday who they're gonna flip a uh, bench guy from phoenix and some picks and pick swaps from milwaukee on the phoenix side they get yusuf nurkic uh grayson allen and some other bench guys and milwaukee gets dame Whoosh, i mean i the bucks I mean, now should easily be the favorites in the East, I think. But what was just y'all's reaction to Dame not getting to go to Miami? I also like Portland not just giving into Dame's demands, even though I don't think this was some crazy haul they got. I think they'll get a little bit for Drew Holiday, and it'll probably be looking like a pretty decent haul. They had to do it. So hats off to them just for, you know, having a pair and, and not just bending to Dame's will and actually doing what they, I guess, felt was best for their franchise. Yeah, I mean, they also did Dame a favor and sent him to a great location for him for a contender. <laughs> you know, he still got a good contending team. Um, But uh, my main thing, I think, was, yes, it was shocking that Dame went to, went to Milwaukee and everything. I was just happy that it finally happened. But I was more surprised that the Suns did help facilitate this trade. I mean... They got rid of Aiton though. Every like that's the key highlight phrase of it. I feel like when, that's the main reason why they wanted to be a part of this trade was they got rid of Aiton, and that's a, I guess it could be a huge you know burden off their shoulders now. You know who knows because he wasn't meshing with the locker room. Everyone knew he wanted out, so he's out now. We gotta what's what's going to be the next problem for Monty Williams to create, or are everything going to be sunshine and rainbows for the Suns now? That's going to be interesting. Yeah, Phoenix being the third team was fascinating. Christian, go ahead. Sorry. It's a mixture of both of you guys' reaction. Part of me is with Colby. Like, thank God it did not give in to Dame's demand, stupid, idiotic, oh, oh, he went to go just to Miami. Shut up. This is not, this is a business. That's not how this works. And then Jalen as well, like, just glad it's over with. Like, so much drama, unnecessariness. Like, this has really just turned me off from Dame. I don't, I'm fully, I will be on the steer wheel and drive of Dame is not a Hall of Famer. I will, I will be driving that boat now. Nah, just, just, because, just because of all this nonsense that he's put <laughs> off, just this negative energy, it's really turned me off. I, I, I'm not a Dame fan anymore. Simply not. I, I mean, it sucks because I like the books. I do. I like Giannis a lot. And this is going to be a conflicting feeling if, you know, the Bucks make it all the way, make you know, another NBA finals. I, I like Giannis. I want to root for Giannis. Dame now has made me really like not want to root for them. So it's, it's going to be very conflicting throughout the season watching him play. Um, and then the Suns. <laughs> if people people really know me, 
they know how much I hate that bomb Aiden. They, like, like this man is so tall for no reason. A freaking piece of paper can shoot a black ball better than that freaking man. Aiden <laughs> needs a better barber. Like the man's hair is like atrocious. Like, for, like he needs a better barber. And people forget this man was a number one overall pick. Like, does that like? <laughs> that's pretty hard to think about of that man being on their one pick. He came and averaged twelve points a game at points. Um, <laughs> he, he's literally the most inconsistent player I've ever seen in my life in all of sports. Honestly, like no matter what, he's the number one pure definition of being banned from my gambling. Like I have not gambled on that man in so long, just because I forgot what game it was. But it was like two years ago. All he needed was freaking one more basket, and he took literally the entire second half, like, like just stood there. It was doing cardio. So, it's so, cardio. so the Suns, like, again, did they, so what did the Suns get out of this? So they got Yusuf Nurkic, who is not going to be able to guard Jokic. He's not a very good defender, but, you know, he's a guy, and he doesn't have a great cop. Portland... Part of whole Portland's whole Dame thing, and like they wanted to get off Nurkic. They got Grayson Allen, so they got a tripper. Uh, they got Keon Johnson from Portland, who's you know barely plays, probably not gonna play really. And they got Nazir Little from Portland, so they got some more bodies for sure. So I guess, so I guess they really did partake in this to get bodies because that was the thing they were lacking. That means. They had what like six players on the roster, honestly. <laughs> like you know, they had no one to come off the bench. So I guess this is why it makes sense for the Suns to be a part of the trade. Um, but I still don't believe in the Suns at all. I mean, Bradley Beal is going to play three games and then hurt, pull a hammy and be out for the season. Um, so <laughs> and then the Blazers, like think again, think again. Like let's just let's just keep the ball rolling. Let let take the under under season win total. I don't think they'll do much honestly so get Bronny get Bronny get LeBron into a trailblazer jersey so let's think ahead taking way too high to take Bronny <laughs> they didn't get an actual like top prospect no disrespect to Bronny I think he'll make the NBA but he's not no they gotta pick someone who's actually like gonna they have scoot that's the whole reason this whole Dame thing got escalated is because they told him they were gonna like trade the pick or whatever and then they got super lucky in the lottery and then super lucky again in the draft when Scoot fell to him. And they're like, I mean, we have to pick Scoot here. And they did. So Portland did the right thing, even though it's not like they got some crazy haul. Um, but I bet they'll get a good bit for Holiday. So it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. It'll be interesting. But I think the Bucks. I mean, like you said earlier, like they should be the favorites to win. I think they will. Um, it'll just be conflicting for me to really kind of root heavily for it just because I'm tired. Damn, you're a drama queen. I'm sorry. Like, I, it's completely turned me off. Um, not a Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer, but I agree with you about the drama queen thing. And I'm glad that the Blazers did not. Uh, more teams need to start. Oh, we'll see about the Hall of Famer part. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Come on. <laughs> My upstairs neighbors. Oh, no. I, I, I know. I was, he doesn't I was, succeed in Milwaukee. I, I, mean. I was very argumental when he got named that top 75. I don't think he should have been there. Terrible. I mean, that was not a good list anyways. I mean, he's like, – I'm not saying he's like even one of – I mean, I don't know where he ranks, but he'll make the Hall of Fame. The basketball so, Hall of Fame is also not like 
it's not as intense as the football Hall of Fame as far as who gets in. So who's more of a Hall of Famer? Russell Westbrook or Damian? They're both going to make it. They'll both be in. That's not the answer, Paul. Who's more of a Hall of Famer? Who's more of a Hall of Famer? Westbrook has the individual accolades, but I value Dame much more. But I'm also just not, I'm an anti Westbrook guy, so I'm probably mm-hmm. so I would say Dame, but others would say Westbrook. I mean, that's fine. I would say Westbrook. After his name, they're both going to get in. I'm just they're both going to be in it. Yeah, we all know the answer is Westbrook. I'm not a Westbrook guy, but that's you can put that one on my headstone. Um, okay. So I did prepare the special treat, the preseason tiers post Dame trade because I told Jalen that I would have him ready whenever a Dame trade went down. This will be the last ones until there's actual basketball played. I'm glad you're here with us, Christian, because both of you have actually inspired a name for one of the tier categories, which is mostly the most fun part about this, to be honest, is just come up with the names of categories. That's why I like doing it the most, uh, to be real with you. But I got some spicy takes in here, Jalen. I just love – can I just say I just love how the PowerPoint literally just – it's continued from last season. I love that. <laughs> and it just says it's a fresh slate. It looks like a fresh slate year two. I love this, Colby. Already off to a strong start. This is awesome. We're going to step up our game in year two. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> Y'all ready for this? Here we go. Here we go. Okay. Da, 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 da. Start out at the bottom. Last year, you know, all my tier names were trying to be were Wemby related. This year, I'm going to have to get a little more creative with uh, the bottom row of the tiers because Victor Wembanyama is not walking through that door. There is no uh, generational prospect in this draft. There are still some players that are very interesting, but as of this point, there's no consensus number one guy. It's still kind of up in the air as far as who the first pick will be. So there's not like ones. There's some guys who I think will be very good. But there's not one specific player that you're tanking for uh, as much this year. So I'm going to have to be more creative with the bottom row instead of just trying to come up with Wemby things the whole time. So in that vein, the bottom row, the bottom tier on the preseason tiers inspired Christian a phrase, a term you have coined and like to use a lot, poverty franchise. (laughs) It's these these are just and as I got my computer screwed up. These are just poverty franchises. Unfortunately for Christian and I, they also happen to be the two closest geographic teams. It's just the Hornets and the Wizards all by themselves down here at the bottom. Full disclosure, the Hornets were almost higher in these rankings, and it was just the Wizards. But then all this stuff, I don't know if y'all have seen with Kai Jones, because the Hornets do have some real young talent and pieces. With they've been doing some. Brandon. They've been doing some off ball stuff. Yeah, I've been noticing. Yeah. Yeah, their off-the-court stuff is nonsense. They have Miles Bridges about to come back after, you know, he abused his wife pretty horribly. Um, They're just a poverty franchise. They're a disaster. And the Wizards, you know, for for what it's worth, actually are did do the right thing this summer and go full teardown and suck. But that doesn't change the fact that they're a poverty franchise and that they've just been horrendous. Their new GM, this is his first year, he's doing the right thing. So they're at least heading in the right direction. Maybe next time when there's actual basketball being played, the tiers will be have a more positive spin. But at right now, it's just these two at the bottom, just the poverty franchises of the NBA. Great start. 
I love, I mean, poverty franchises. I mean, like, it's, it's, there's no way better to describe a franchise that is absolutely <laughs> down in the dumps. <laughs> Terrible. Um, also, before, Cole, before you move on, before, what was this loser energy right now that he just did? Went yeah. for a field goal. Dude loves field goals. He likes kicking field goals to make the score look bad. That's Sean McVay did that too, man. That's the McVay tree. They value those uh, appearance of the scoreboard. That is loser energy right there. That is. Fake coaching tree. Floor for you, bud. No problem. Hell yeah, that's how the floor rolls. <laughs> loser energy all throughout. I love it. Statement for the Lions, three and one, living up to the hype. All right. Next year, all right. This one, uh, this is a name I'm pretty proud of. So you've heard of, uh, you know, in music and such, you've heard of uh, Young, Dumb, and Broke. I present to you <laughs> Young, Fun, and Bad. These oh, have a lot of exciting young talent, and will on any given night be fun to watch. They're also all going to be terrible, at least very bad. It's Portland. Shout out to Portland, finally picking a direction. It's San Antonio. Look, Wemby's going to be awesome, but this roster is still. A work in progress, to put it politely. They're in the early phases of a rebuild. And the Pistons, who are going to be, who I almost put higher, because they are going to take, I feel like, a significant step up just because of the fact that last year their best player, Cade Cunningham, only played seven games. Um, He's back. He's healthy. He seems good. So they're going to be improved. They all have interesting young pieces. They all have a legitimate guy to build around with Scoot, Wemby, and Cade Cunningham. And some interesting young parts around them as well. They're not there yet. They're going to be bad, but they're going to be entertaining, and they certainly have much brighter futures than the two teams below them. Well, uh, we'll see about that. I feel like the Pistons, man, I agree for right now that they deserve to be there. Can we please stop fucking handing the ball off to David Montgomery? <laughs> the love For the love of my fantasy football team, can we please not? <clears throat> but, uh, yeah. Uh, besides that, I understand the Pistons being down there. I mean, like you said, Kate only played seven games. So they still need to learn how to play with each other, too. Yeah. So it's going to be a work in progress, but I think they'll all be exciting to a degree because they're young talent. All right. I got 10 minutes here. I'll crank through this. Next year, buy, sell, or hold. These are the teams in the dreaded middle of the NBA, and they need to pick a path. The first two... I'll just start by saying are in a much better spot than the second two. Brooklyn, Utah, Chicago, and Toronto. Uh, The Nets and Jazz both have extra picks. The Jazz obviously have way more because of some terrific trades they made with some various partners who don't need to be named. Um, The Brooklyn Nets have all the Phoenix picks, which down the line are going to be quite valuable, I bet, given KD and Beal's age and injury history. Uh, Chicago, I've made this rant a million times before, but they seem just super content to tread water in the middle. Toronto, it seemed like they were picking a direction. They were trying to get Dame, and then they didn't. And so now they also, rumors will shock him. Siakam, do you blow it up and build around Scotty Barnes, or do you go and try to get the next disgruntled star? All these teams could sell off pieces and try to go the younger youth movement picks, or they all have enough talent where you could understand them trying to go if a star becomes available maybe they could trade with each other who knows get someone to step up um you could hold i guess but brooklyn and toronto and utah again because of the assets and picks are better a little better off holding than the other two but it's interesting to see what direction are they going to go because these teams are kind of in the worst spot you want to be in the nba right in the middle 
Yeah, you can keep rolling. You said you wanted to roll, so go ahead. Okay. All right, next year. This is something I normally don't do, but this team was the hardest one to rank, so they're in a tier all by themselves. Culture shock, the Houston Rockets. All alone, they added Dylan Brooks and Fred Van Vliet, two veterans who have been in the around this league at this point. They added Ime Udoka as their head coach. You know he's going to bring some intensity. They've been a silly team the last couple years, but they do have some young talent. Kevin Porter Jr., he committed a horrible act of domestic violence, so he's not going to be around. I actually think that helps them because he's a bit of a chucker. Um, Jalen Green, very talented, but has been playing in this kind of loosey-goosey, chuck-up-shots team the last few years. Um, Jabari Smith Jr., very talented, was kind of screwed over by the way they played last year. And Shingun, uh, the baby Jokic, potentially, he's shown highlights and flashes. The upside is crazy with Houston. They could be a playoff team if everyone buys in and this Emo Doka culture stuff works, the vets help, and the young guys take a leap. They could also be very bad. But because the upside is so high, they're just kind of in a unique spot with their team. I'm in Thompson, also freaky athlete, high upside. So if the culture shock works well, they could actually be a legitimate team. If not, they might be right back at the bottom where they've been. I'm intrigued here. I want you to continue to confirm my suspicions real quick. Jalen's probably going to get mad about this next one. All right, next one. I think I already am. The guy. Proud of the 7-8 shuffle. These are the teams fighting for those bottom playoff spots in the East. Orlando and Indiana. Jalen thinks I'm crazy on this Orlando and Indiana stuff. They're going to take another. Just Orlando. Just Orlando. Okay. All right. We'll talk about Orlando. So Atlanta, you could argue they should be in buy, sell, or hold, and I thought about it. But Trey Young, is a, as much as he, I don't love him, he's still a far higher level player than anyone on any of those teams below him in the buy, sell, or hold group, in my opinion. Um, so and they have Quinn Snyder. I think they're a little better. Orlando has one of the best young duos in the game in Franz and Paulo. They're both going to take a step. The guard situation is a bit clustered and a bit of a mess, but that's I still think that Apollo had one of like the best rookie seasons since the turn of the century, and he didn't get five minutes of coverage on any national sports show all year. Um, and Franz Wagner is also awesome. Indiana Halliburton's obviously terrific, and they added pieces with like Bruce Brown. Uh, they drafted Jarris Walker. Um, they added someone else who I'm throwing a blank on. But I, I like all the Indiana and Orlando to take a step up. Atlanta's been in the seven eight shuffle uh, for a couple years now. So that those are going to be your lower tier playoff teams in the East. You think I'm crazy on Orlando, Jalen? Just a little bit. Respect them the. No. To put them in culture shock, just because I like the way these you said it, that if they do good enough, this could be the culture shock, you know? Remember, this is Orlando, Colby. This is Orlando. It would be a culture shock for them to be in that little 7-8 shuffle, though. So, I understand your reasonings right now, but, you know, always have to get you a little bit. I have to always check you on that, on the magic. You have to understand. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> hey, full disclosure... I've, I've said before, I do have a soft spot in my heart for the Orlando Magic because the first uh, professional sporting event or first NBA game I ever went to was an Orlando Magic game. So because of that, they have always had a soft spot in my heart. But I do really believe in Paolo and Franz. They're both very talented. Mostly Paolo, but I also think Franz is a nice, really nice young player as well. Christian, any thoughts on uh, this? the tears to this point? 
No, you're being crazy with the Orlando Magic. I mean, I can't. I just can't get myself around to believe in them. I I don't think people are very undervaluing how good Paolo Bancaro is. He will be an All Star this year. I thought he was last year. He was he was a nearly and should have been a unanimous Rookie of the Year. He had one of the best rookie seasons since the turn of the century, and no one seemed to want to talk about it ever because he plays for the Magic, which I guess I get. But I mean, come on. He also was a traitor to his own country. Okay, that is ridiculous. He's an American. Come on, give me a break. Um, (laughs) Not two Italians. They were pissed. (laughs) One more, but that was my bad anyway. All right, we'll go one more tier before I sit outside and do meeting after that. All right, the next one is just the hospital. Oh, no. It's just the hospital. It's the Pelicans and the Clippers. (laughs) I mean, I'm so, so done believing in both of these teams. It's, you know what? Sure, yeah, if they were healthy, they could both be awesome and be a real contender in the West. But, you know, that's like saying, I mean, if if pigs could fly, like, or whatever. If that's literally any random crazy hypothetical you could think of. It's about as likely as either of these teams being healthy when it matters. So they should be in the playoffs. They could both potentially be very good. They have crazy upsides, and they're definitely not going to be healthy. It's just the hospital. <laughs> Terrible, but honestly, a truthful, truthful tone. Yeah, is it is it at this point where Zion is a bust? Are we ready to say that? Zion, high alert, bust watch. Yeah, like like it's like right there. You all you have to do is literally blow on my neck, and I I'm falling off the cliff. It's crazy. He's so good when he's out there, but he just, he just never plays. He just can't get no. out. No, the dudes are the honey buns. <laughs> well, among, figuratively and literally. Among, among other things. Okay. So, yes, the hospital. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's a sad state of affairs, but that's that's where we're at with these teams. Um, okay. Next here. Yeah. Now we're getting into some actual good, good teams here, actual real teams. Jalen, I believe this is the tier I borrowed the name from you, as I referenced. It is. And it's the Western Weirdos. You had your Weirdos list. These are three weird teams out in the West. Four weird teams. Sorry. Dallas, the Mavs, your Timberwolves, the the, the Golden State Warriors, who won a championship not so long ago, and the Oklahoma City Thunder, who almost were in the 7-8 shuffle. But then I was like, I got to be fair. They're in a better spot than all those teams uh, with higher upside. So the Western Weirdos, I would think all of these teams will be in the playoffs for the West. The variance and the ceiling on them is crazy. They could all be higher seeds, maybe hosting a first-round playoff series. They could all also bottom out and things go poorly and be in the play-in, potentially in danger of missing the playoffs. Um, the reason they're the Weirdos – for, for Dallas, the Kyrie Luka fit is ugly, but they did improve the rest of the roster around them and at least got a few capable defenders. So I do think Dallas will be better than last year. I feel confident about that. And Luka's skinny now. He's going to be terrific, even though the Kyrie thing worries me. Minnesota, Cat was hurt most of last year. I do think they'll be improved, and Ant is just so good. I think they'll take a, at least a slight step. Your Timberwolves, just off of how good Ant is, even though the rest of the roster is not perfect. Golden State, I have as a loser of the offseason. I don't really understand the Chris Paul thing. 
I get you want to get off Jordan Poole. And they have no, they added no size. I mean, you know, what are you doing in a West with where the Lakers and the Nuggets were just in the conference finals? How are you going to roll out there with this small of a team? It's just the, the league is kind of changing in the landscape of the West. So I don't like what they did at all. I expect them to take a step back. Another year of age for all their guys as well. And OKC is a weirdo because kind of just of Chet and all these young guys. The upside is, again, crazy. We know how good SGA and Giddy are. If, and, and, and um, oh, why am I drawing a blank? Jalen Williams. Uh, they have two Jalen Williams, but the good one is really good. If all those guys take a leap, they could be better than all those teams. But they're also still very young. Some some weirdness. Still got to figure out their role, see what Chet is. So all these teams have high upside, but they're they're weird all in various ways. Yeah, I agree with all of that, honestly, uh, especially the part about them bottoming out. I mean, that's the reason why I have my concerns about the Mavs and my T-Wolves, literally for the same two reasons. It's because I feel like they're going to bottom out at some point if they don't. I mean, the Wolves in their situation with Cat, how are they going? And, of course, Rudy Gobert, how's that all going to mesh now for another year? And then the next one is obviously – you know, with the Mavs, it's Kyrie and Luca. I obviously was a, not a big fan of that trade at all, and it did not seek the rewards. But like you said, they did they do the do the moves in the offseason to make this work potentially. I'm still very hesitant on the Mavericks personally. So, and uh, of course, you got the aging Warriors, but they always play good. Honestly, the only team that I probably wouldn't consider would be the OKC, but it's just the fact they haven't done it yet, and I understand that's probably why you were hesitant too as well. Christian, I know you're a Mavs guy. You have any thoughts on this, Tina? Nope, that's where exactly we should be at because I can literally never tell anything with this goddamn team. Because, I mean, the Kyrie <laughs> combo is going to be another interesting thing to deal with for a whole year. So, very low expectations right now. Um, yeah. So. No, I'm with you on that. That combo is weird. But I, I, I have them a little higher than last year because I do think the rest of the team is better than it was last year for what they made in the offseason. Even though... That's not maybe worth the dramatic difference. I think it should be enough to get them in the playoffs. Okay, now we're into the actual contender, borderline contender level teams. Hard conversations, next category, the theme here. All right, these are all Eastern teams, and they all have tough, tough things to think about and talk about. It's the Sixers, Knicks, the Heat, reigning Eastern Conference champions after not getting Dame, and the Cavs. So for the Sixers... It's obviously this Harden situation and the potential Embiid asking out as, you know, he's never been past the second round and there's all this nonsense that keeps happening. The Knicks' conversations is they're trying to be a buyer. They are waiting for the next disgruntled superstar. They have assets. They're actually, unlike previous years where they've been like, oh, we're going to get this guy, this guy, and this guy. The Knicks now at least have a decent couple years of being a pretty well-run organization rather than a mess. And they actually have some real pieces with Brunson, Randall, Barrett, all those guys, Grimes, I could go on. Miami, they should have gotten Dame. Look, I know their playoff run was magical, and I know never not to bet against them, but they also lost Struess and Vincent and have added really no one uh, to, to kind of fill that void. Um, with them not getting Dame, I don't really know what their move is. I'd imagine they'll be looking to get the next star on the market. They may have to make some trades. Um but they may have missed their window, especially now with how Milwaukee's looking. And Cleveland, the hard conversations are very simply, they have a lot of talent, but Jared Allen, Evan Mobley don't really mesh together offensively because of the spacing. And Garland and Mitchell are a little redundant, and it seems like Mitchell doesn't want to stay there long term. 
There already reports saying he's not going to sign any extensions with them. Um, and so even though they just traded for him, they already may be on the clock there. So all these teams are good, but hard conversations if they want to get to another level or could potentially be going down, depending on how those conversations go in the case of Philly uh, and potentially the others. It'd be really brutal to see uh, the Cavs break off a lot, couple of those pieces, but out of all of them, I mean, if the Cavs did do that, it would open them up to a lot of things. And maybe even with the teams that you just mentioned as well, with the Sixers or Knicks, if they can make a good move with one of them. And I mean, the Heat's always in conversation. So for them to be in this hard conversation talk, it's not surprising. But for me, it's about Embiid in the Sixers. That's probably the hardest conversation we need to start focusing on here soon. Obviously, there's Harden, but it's almost time for us to start considering, is Embiid really happy here? I mean, and James Harden is also kind of skinny right now as well. So it's like he's at <laughs> Houston games. Like he had like a party where he like had a thing and said like uh, Daryl Morey's a liar. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> it's just a weird scenario right now. Like the guy is a it's a certified double platinum quitter. He is he he just thrives I think quitter. No one quits like him. <laughs> no one has quit like him. So. I don't know what's gonna happen with that. Like it's it's a weird scenario. Like where does he even land? Like where does he even fit anywhere right now? It's I don't know. How many? Yeah. So it's it'll be interesting to see how they actually handle that because we're right upon the season, boys. Also, some of these teams I should mention are in the tier where they could this is now from this point on, we're in the tier of teams that are looking at Drew Holiday, which could help a lot of these situations. But yeah, no, I'm I'm with you all on that, Christian. Okay, here we go up towards the top. Murray and Morant. These are two teams in the West who I think are very good with very high upsides and very different questions. But I made the tier name Murray and Morant because their fates ultimately fall down to those two guys. For the Kings, Fox is awesome. I expect him to be another step better in year two with Mike Brown. Sabonis. He was banged up in the playoffs, and he regressed a little bit, but he was terrific last year. It's all about Keegan Murray and what can he become. That determines the Kings' actual series. They're a very well-built team, a very well-coached team. I have no doubt they'll be back in the playoffs. But as far as what their ceiling can be in the West, it's a matter of is Keegan Murray just going into his second year, the power forward, is he just a, a solid rotation starter kind of guy, or can he be more than that? Can he take another step in year two? and actually become a legitimate high-level third guy. If that happens, you're talking about the Kings as a dark horse contender in the West. For Memphis, it's obviously different. The John Morant question has nothing to do with his on-the-court production. Rather, can he stop being an idiot and playing with guns on uh, cameras on his phone? And uh, will this suspension get him right, or is he just always going to be a knucklehead and they're always going to be a silly team that has a lot of talent but can't go anywhere? So two very different questions, but those two guys will determine what kind of the fates of these very talented teams are. And Memphis has Marcus Smart, so I like what Memphis did uh, outside of John Morant this offseason. It's going to be interesting. All right, go ahead and keep it rolling, Cole. We got you. All right, here we go. Now we're in the high-level teams. Next tier, chasing past glory, Boston and the Lakers. You know, these are the two most storied franchises. They were both on the cusp. Everyone thought they were going to meet in the finals for round 18 or for the battle for 18. Uh, instead, we got Denver-Miami. Um, Boston, 
They made the Porzingis move. They shook up their team. They think this is what they need to break through, and then Milwaukee goes and makes the day move. And now they're seeming like an afterthought. They're not the favorites of the East anymore. The Lakers, look, they had a great run of the conference finals last year, and then they faced the Nuggets and went one, two, three, four. They had a good offseason. They're deep. I like the moves they've made, not panicking and trying to get a third star, but rather re-signing their guys to four-wheel. They are very good. Both these teams are absolutely championship contenders, but they're also yearning for better days when it was those two ruling the league and not the likes of small markets, Milwaukee and Denver. Uh, so they're not quite on the level of the top-tier teams, but they're both very good. It pains me to see a team that got swept in the playoffs be put higher than my Wolves, who at least won a game against Okay, United they were also one, two playoff series before that. I like your Wolves. I, I – we had to win playoff games. Too. We had to win oh, the playing games. The we played two playing games back to back before we had to play you guys. Uh, yeah, the Lakers won two playoff series. Come on, Jay. I hate the Lakers. But come on, <laughs> have to be fair. Here. I know. I know. I'm just glad that what I'm just glad that we just just get this Laker talk out now and just not later. All right, here we go. Finishing out the last tiers at the top. Next tier. Feels like 2021. Oh, I did the wrong thing there. Hang on. Feels like 2021. It's the Bucks and the Suns. Listen, I think Milwaukee's much better than Phoenix. I'm not really a Phoenix believer. I debated having Phoenix be in the tier below and just Milwaukee by themselves. But this kind of felt poetic because they did play in the finals. They were both involved in that trade. They're both super team watch. Milwaukee... Heavy favorites in the East now with Dame. Phoenix, even though I still don't love their team, their depth got a little bit better. And they obviously have Durant, Booker, and Beal, which, I mean, it's going to come down to what can Beal be because we saw last year Durant Booker is not going to be enough with just a bunch of no-names on the bench. However, they all have championship or bust expectations. Dame and Giannis, they're the heavy title favorites. Feels like 2021 rematch of that finals? Potentially. That's what these teams are thinking, at least. All right, you got it, Cole. Wrap it up. You got it. Let's see. All it. right, and then of course at the top, to no one's surprise, do they still have Jokic? They do. <laughs> All right, then it's it's the Nuggets. It's the Nuggets. <laughs> the Nuggets, did you know, Jalen, are now as of this morning have the fourth highest odds to win the title, fourth behind. I just saw one that said they're lower now. I disagree, but fine. They have them behind Phoenix and Boston in the Vegas odds. This is a team, mind you, that just went 16-4 and in the playoffs. Their whole core is in their prime. Their backs were never against the wall. Two of those losses, by the way, those four losses. Uh, one was a crazy overtime game against your Wolves. Two, they should have had. If they lost to Phoenix... The only reason they lost, those games were both very close, and Phoenix needed Devin Booker to have the greatest two-game shooting stretch in the history of the NBA playoffs to barely squeak out wins. And the fourth one, uh, they had a three to tie at the buzzer that went in and out. Um, so if that's how dominant their playoff run was. Look, I get the Milwaukee hype. I think they're going to be excellent. Damon Giannis is a perfect fit. But Milwaukee's guys outside of Giannis are all past their prime at this point in their core and Denver's guys are all in their prime. Also, are we sure? I, I, I respect Dave. I'm not saying all time, 
Are we sure Dame is better than Jamal Murray at this point in their careers? Because I don't know. I've seen Jamal Murray have some pretty incredible playoff moments. So in my very biased opinion, I've still got the Nuggets at the top of the tiers. I mean, hey, before even he got the ring, he had good in playoff yeah. moments. So it is definitely a fun debate that you just brought up there. I'll definitely say that. It's a fun debate. That That is a fun one. But uh, Kobe, great tears as always, man. Any I mean, complaints or, or thoughts on the tears as a whole? Oh, dude, I'm trying to uh, honestly, I love putting you in check for the magic. Uh, <laughs> the hospital, the hospital probably is the perfect uh, a home <laughs> out of all these tears, I would say. Um, definitely would bump the wolves up to a hard conversation. Hopefully, they can find a way to have a conversation I, with yeah, either I cat. thought I was being very generous to the wolves with these. I know you were. They're probably the seven eight shuffle. Let's be real, they're a seven eight shuffle. <laughs> But I, I appreciate it. Or the hospital. Let's be real. Actually, we're a hospital. Ah, no. Those, uh, those two are just a different level of injury concerns. No, man. Cat not playing in almost the entire season. That, yeah, but that's, that's <laughs> right there. Those two. Anthony oh, Edwards gets hurt, too. That's why it's the hospital. Anyways, and not to mention, we punch walls. You got to remember that. Here at the Wolves, we love to punch walls. So, yeah, I, I think these are good tiers, as always, Colby. Uh, the very solid stuff. Christian, you got any uh, final remarks? No, just that. I mean, poverty franchises are just like <laughs> you can't get you can't you can't you can't go any more below than that. <laughs> I, I yeah, I thought that I was proud of these names. That was the, the biggest part. I, I'm happy to help. You All should right. be happy, Colby, because right there. You did some amazing work, Kolb. You right there, you did some amazing work. But, as always, it's time to wrap up this very long episode <laughs> with some final thoughts. <laughs> some final thoughts. I'm going to give it to Christian here and let you catch your breath, Kolb. You'll go last. Okay, that's good. No, my final thoughts... The O's are your AL East champions. Woo-hoo! The hardest division in baseball. And it is orange. Oh, baby. Camden is going to be absolutely electric. Like, I like, who would have thought, man? Like, this is like all the prospects hitting. Like, we had those early signs last season that we were going in the right direction. And they're just been pulling all the strings together, get hot at the right moment because that's what happens in baseball in October. You have to be hot at this time. Let's carry this momentum in the playoffs, baby. I cannot wait. I want to go to a game so bad. So I'm going to try to see logistically-wise, you know, how I can figure it out. That's an amazing final thought. We were talking about that so for during our little break. Uh, man, my final thought here is going to be probably the fact that we are now in also hockey season. I was about to say, I've seen that there's been some hockey games being played. So, yeah, I was about to say, we are full swing in many sports, as you guys can tell. It's just a great time. Fall has been pretty amazing besides my Vikings and fantasy football team sucking ass. But besides, but yeah, Colby, what do you got for final thoughts? All right, my final thoughts to end all of this, I'll swing it back to the NFL. I know I said I picked the Browns, but just for a super teaser here, if the Steelers and Ravens can both get it done this week, for just the sake of the content in this podcast next Thursday, Steelers Ravens in two weeks. If they can both get the dub and be three and one, oh baby, 
I mean, that's going to be a good one. I And I hope, you know what, I, I mean, I don't really – I'll pull for the Ravens over the Browns. I don't really care either. I Obviously, they're both rivals, but, you know, the Ravens I obviously have more respect for. Um, and it's the best rivalry in sports, or in the NFL at least. Uh, I think that's – maybe it doesn't always get the most hype, but as far as being the most competitive and the most respectable, it's the best. And I hope they're both three and one going in and we just get excellent content because I mean, it's just the best rivalry in the NFL. What, what more could you want? Because in this episode, we gave you just about everything. So hopefully it was some good stuff. Thank you for listening to the CJ JC show. Whenever you want more biased takes, go on over to our social media pages, Spotify, or wherever you can probably find a podcast. If we have it up, And if we do, thank you for following us on social media. And besides that, have a good one, y'all.